Hello there, EKN Nation. My name's Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as we get ready to jump into a new EKN Outlap podcast. It is our preview podcast of the events that uh, event that we are heading to, or at least I'm heading to in this particular edition. Uh, it is episode six, February the 4th. 2020. And again, our preview podcast for an upcoming EK and Trackside live event uh, in the podcast here. If you haven't listened to one of our outlasts before, we'll preview the race. We'll talk about the teams and drivers that are going to be competing. Uh, we'll have a look at the current point standings and potential uh, winners from the last round. Any special stories, that kind of thing, we will jump into. This particular edition of the Outlap is being brought to you by MG Tires. Top quality production with a focus on a single form of motorsports karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA is the official distributor for the MG product line in the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, along with many other programs and countless clubs across the country. Check out MGTiresUSA.com to learn more about the new 2020 homologation compounds. MG Tires for the drivers. All right, David Cole, you will be mired back home again uh, in the cold Grand Rapids winter. And I'm going to be heading down this coming weekend, February 7th, 8th, and 9th. The uh, uh, second weekend, rounds three and four of the 2020 Supercarts USA Winter Series at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by said MG Tires. Yeah, Florida Sun, yeah. which might not be there. Don't even uh, start. Yeah. I'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, wrapping wrapping up the uh, Supercarts USA Winter Series down in Florida, uh, rounds three and four of the four round championship. Again, one drop counting. So drivers are trying to put together their three best results, if not four, uh, in order to uh, try and claim uh, the Winter Series championship and start the uh, the new decade off on the right foot. Indeed. And yeah, we'll get the weather a little bit. It's not exactly perfect, but let's talk about the race itself. And, and interesting that when, obviously when Scusa went down to, uh, to Florida launching the winter series a couple of years ago, really the, the, the place that they were able to get into more of an Miami friendly uh, venue, let's put it that way, was down in, uh, in Homestead. Uh, so instead of going to different tracks, they do different directions. So we went clockwise last time when we were down in January. Back in February now, we will go in the counterclockwise direction, right? No, we're going, we did counter, now we're going clockwise. Let me get that right. Uh, still still 12 turns, plays very differently because a lot of the corners uh, really kind of shake things up. The, the inner loop is so much different coming in the other direction. Uh, sh- a tight move into a quick hairpin early. It's not that big run down to turn four. Uh, a really solid racetrack, 12 turns, seven-tenths of a mile, opposite direction than we did in January. And as I said, and, and David... It'll be interesting because one of the things we looked at was track limits uh, because, of course, it's not a regular racetrack with grass or whatever it may be on the outside of the racetrack. It's really a, it's a parking lot, so you can go well off the racetrack and still be on pavement. Uh, Scusa put in some, I, I guess we'll call them rumble strips or whatever they wanted to call them, coming out of turn one and two. That's now the final corner, turn 11 and 12. Everywhere where you roll off the racetrack where you really go, not everywhere, Let's say seventy-five percent of where you're coming off track, you were probably not coming off uh, in the uh, in the first time we went there in January. So it'll be interesting to see how the track plays out again. And I'll quickly, when I get there and get on the PA, we'll start identifying some of the places where track limits could be an issue. Yeah, it's almost like you've gone down under because you're making all mostly right-hand corners instead of instead of left-hand corners. So it's gone from like a NASCAR style because there's a majority of the corners are, are left and especially the fast corners are left. Now all the fast corners are going to be right. And as you said, I think the interesting part, and that's the one thing I've never, because I've never been there is that inner loop there diving into there yeah. and then trying to make the hard left hander to go up to uh, the West or the East end of the facility for that other 180 turn down there. Uh, and again, as you said, Turn 11 is now turn two, and that's almost probably the quickest part of the racetrack now because you have the long front stretch, a 90-degree corner, and then down to the turn two 90-degree corner. So it, it's, it changes all different elements of the facility. And as you said, track limits, especially there, what's typically turns one and two, which will be turns 11 and 12, that's where we're going to see uh, the track limits and, and the speed bumps be uh, put into play. I'll comment first on on the, you're talking about it kind of like being a NASCAR track a little bit. Six of the 12 corners are all linked going in one direction, right? So when you're going clockwise uh, or counterclockwise, as we did in January, it's turns 
nine, 10, 11, 12, one, and two are all, are all not, essentially 90 degree left-hand corners. Of course, coming back the other way, we go in the other direction. It will be all, it'll be all right-hand corners. So they'll come out of that, that hairpin, as you talked about, short shoot coming out of what it was four, which now will end up being nine, right? Yeah, nine. Back to 10's the left-hander, the 90-degree left-hander, and then into the double rights. And that's where you know, it's turn one and two one way, 11 and 12 the other way. If they, The rumbles worked, I think, last, last time. I didn't go down and get a really good look at it, but for the most part, I think most drivers weren't getting over those, those strips that were put down. So it does keep guys from going way wide, and that was the issue last year, David, in 11 and 12. It was just They would come out of the corner with just one big continuous arc. Essentially, you're all back on the throttle. And you just drove it all the way. Probably you were on the throttle for the whole time out of turn number 10 all the way through 11 and 12 down to one. So, Yeah, essentially the last month it wasn't going to be a bit of an issue through turns what is turns one and two then. Mm -hmm. But as you said, now it'll be an issue because guys will be coming down, making a left-hand turn, and then trying to go the double rights as quick as they can. And basically what they were doing is they were just jumping the curb over and then jumping the, the next curb back to get onto the front stretch. So that way there was less turn input, uh, less getting off the gas, if any, get getting off the gas at all. So it was all about finding, you know, again, like we see with all these, these tracks that don't have grass uh, surrounding the, the edge of the racetrack, they're going to, they're going to find, they're going to go that extra, <laughs> extra uh, limit and, yeah. and, and use it to their advantage. And, and that's what was done. And especially Cal speed. We talked about that all last year at challenge of the Americas. And we talked about it at the uh, Supercars USA pro tour winter nationals. It was all about track limits. There were so many penalties, especially in the Supercars USA race uh, during the wet weathers and guys cutting <laughs> the track or, or yeah. using, using like the 20 foot off the, uh, the exit just so they could dime in the corner better uh, type mentality. So yeah, a guy drivers are going to, they're going to find that, you know, it's not, it's not just NASCAR mechanics or, or crew chiefs that, that go <laughs> an extra, extra inch or millimeter drivers will do that too. Well, Dave, the bottom line is if, if you give it to them, they're going to take it. Right. So that's the key. You got to be able to, you have to have some limits in place. I love the, the mention of, of Cal Speed because I remember in the rain there, when right in front of us at the tower, the very top of the hill, there were guys that were going, like you said, 20 to 25 feet well off the racetrack to get the thing turned and come back down the hill onto the, onto the uh, back onto essentially what is the racing surface, the, the line. So, again, it's it's good. it'll play again this weekend. Uh, unofficial practice Wednesday and Thursday. So that's going to give the Scusa staff, Joe Janowski and his crew, a really good look at maybe what they want to do in terms of potentially adding any kind of more rumble strips whether they're going to actually put some cameras up in certain places and say, hey, this is this is where we're going to lay some track limits down. So Wednesday and Thursday, unofficial practice. Uh, Friday, of course, the official practice session, five sessions in total. They'll have a hot pit for the final session, I believe. Uh, we'll see if they end, end up doing that again or they, if they do that or not. I don't think, oh, sorry. That, yeah, that I don't was think left they in did that. That's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we will be live on the ECAN Radio Network on the last session. So the fifth session of the day on Friday, we'll crank things up on the ECAN Radio Network. Uh, making sure our system works well, make sure everything's dialed in. So we'll do that on Friday afternoon. And of course, rounds three and rounds four of this year's winter series, qualifying, pre-final and final Saturday and Sunday, rounds three and rounds four. Now, David, I'm going to grab my phone right now because I haven't looked in a little while, but somebody used the R. I have it in front of me. I know. Somebody <laughs> used the R word that I didn't like. Uh, <sighs> now, the good part is it's Friday that has the majority of the R word. All right. By, uh, by that. 80%. Yeah. And then it's Saturday is is a 40% chance of the R word. So that's the day that's really going to be an issue because you don't know if it's going to be that on off. That's yeah, Florida, right? Mentality. Yeah. yeah again, it, it says PM showers. But again, it could it could be the on off type scenario, especially yeah. with what happens on Friday, because you don't know if it's if it's going to blow through on Friday. So it's going to be there Saturday. And then what if it doesn't blow through at all and it comes on Sunday? I just, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't want to damper your your wonderful trip to Florida. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's it, it is what the weather tells me. Well, David, let me tell you this. Here, here's the one thing. I get to the racetrack. The minute I start qualifying, I don't leave the booth because there's no break. In Supercarts USA, they have enough classes there that we go all the way through. So it's essentially 8.45 in the morning uh, until like 5.45 in the afternoon. I think, well, the more for us is like, what do we do for the podiums if it's pouring rain? But again, Florida, like you said, can be up and down. I'll tell you this, though. When it comes to a championship, I don't, I don't mind 
at least one rain race because I think the ability to be good in the rain is such a it, it's part about be, it's part of being a championship driver, a champion winning driver if you can be good in the rain. So if we do get some wet weather, I'm looking forward to see who jumps to the forefront. I think that I'll definitely take some notes. It's nothing like we don't, Dave. We you know we talk about who's good in the rain. Um, we don't. I, we've never really written it. We need to do an article on who's badass in the rain. So I'm going to take some notes. If we, if the weather does come, I'm going to see who, who goes up front. I think that'll be interesting. Well, sure. I think I think Florida drivers have a little bit of advantage one because it's their home track, and and they're used to the on off type atmosphere and and weather conditions, and and so I kind of give it to them compared to somebody you know that say lives in California and never goes out into the rain weather at all. Well, I say are our Florida guys the same way? Are they are they are they uh, well, fair, fair yeah. weather carters? Oh, it's raining. I'm sure they're. I'll wait till- I'll wait for four hours. I'll wait till tomorrow. I'll come back. Out. I'm sure there's a handful of those guys out there, if not more. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no right. doubt about that because again, you got to clean the card. You got to, you know, put the, to put the work into, it. into a practice card. And it's like, why bother? But the true drivers we know will always be on the racetrack when it's wet. That is it folks. This is the uh, sixth episode of our EKN outlap, our preview co- podcast where David and I uh, preview an upcoming EKN trackside live event. Of course, our EKN trackside live program this year, once again, presented by the good folks at Cooper tires, uh, February 4th, we're recording this. It's Tuesday, the race coming up, of course, some unofficial practice starting tomorrow on Wednesday and Thursday. And then of course, official on Friday, uh, stay with us folks. After this break, we're going to look at the numbers because a bit of a drop, for the first round of the second round, which is normally what you see. But we'll break down the numbers. We'll tell you how many carts we have. pre And this is pre-entry, of course. None of the walk-ups. Pre-entry before we head down to Florida. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, Every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Every winner... Young drivers take the leap up to the next class. Whether it's micro to mini, mini to junior, or the big jump from junior into the senior ranks, it's tougher competition. If your son or daughter are moving up a class in 2020, give them exactly what they need to be ready. Professional coaching from the most respected teacher in the sport. With over 30 years of karting experience, Alan Rudolph and his staff at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy specialize in training young racers and accelerating their skills so that they're ready for the next challenge. Don't just invest in equipment. Invest in your driver. Bring them to the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston and invest in their skill development. Get them ready to take on that next on-track challenge better prepared than ever. Get ready for 2020 by calling the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at 866-607-7223. Head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. This is the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast presented this uh, today, rather not this weekend, today by MG Tires. David, let's have a look at the numbers. Uh, in total, 240 at the first round at that uh, AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex. A, a solid turnout for the first one. Uh, 240 drivers getting out of the cold, getting down there to race. Right now, a drop down to 192 um, as, as a pre-entry. Pretty easy to think that we they'd get 10 walk-ups to potentially get over the 200 mark. You know what? Kind of a drop that we would we'd normally see in a championship battle, especially those who may have went down for one race, just kind of shaking things out. There's other races coming up. You know, we're, we're a month away from the, the Scusa Winter Nationals, the opening round of the Pro Tour. 
really not that bad of a drop in terms of of what we normally see over the ten years that we've seen winter series down in Florida. No, if you if you take away the the loss in X thirty junior and X thirty senior, where we already had numbers above the minimum or maximum amount of cards allowed on the racetrack, yeah, that's true. Um, it's it yeah, it's it's not that much of a drop. You're, it's a it's a handful of carters here and there. There was actually a growth in in the Ignite program, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, overall, it, it's it's again going to the same facility. Yes, you're going in a different direction. But you're going to the same racetrack you were last month, and and essentially that's that's what club racers do. And if if you're from you know two thousand miles away, you're you mo- if you're not in the championship, you have no reason to be there. There's just that that uh, that option of just not even going and and saving yeah. saving yourself, saving money, saving the equipment for the next event that you need to hit. So uh, that that's kind of part of it. But again, you look at at the numbers, Micro Swift and Mini Swift, they're only down 11 combined. Uh, so it's not that much there. Uh, X30 Masters only down four, uh, but they, that could still get up into uh, the double digit numbers again. Um, KA100 Junior down seven to uh, to 18, but KA100 Senior stays the same at 15. So again, aside from the X30 Junior, which lost 14, X30 Senior, which is losing 15, um, that, that, those are the two categories that really are kind of impacting the overall numbers. You know, the funny thing is we use certain, certain, uh, points at, in, in looking at series and, and programs and how you do it. You know, you'll want to get over that hundred mark. Okay. If you're over the hundred mark, it's solid program. Depending on your, your number of classes, still strong, hundred, hundred entries. 150 is that big next one, man. If you can get over 150, that's a, you've got yourself a pretty solid, a solid race over 200 entries. And remember normally with these events, when you see 200 entries, it's very close to 200 drivers. Yeah, we are getting some crossover between X30 Junior and X30 Senior, X30 Master, rather uh, X, X30 Junior and KA Junior, and the same with the X30 Seniors and, and KA Seniors. Uh, but you know, you get over 200, that's the next one, and then anything over 250, and you're among the biggest races of the year, right? Because we don't get a lot of races that are over 250. The Scusa Pro Tour, you know, occasionally over the 250. Uh, you know, one-off races like uh, like the Battle of the Brickyard, but lots of guys run more, you know, more than one class. They run two or three classes. How many actual drivers are there? So same with Rock Island. Um, so if they're able to get over that number, it's pretty solid. When you look at X30 Junior and X30 Senior, yeah, you lost 14 in Junior, but it's still a 31-cart field. 15 in Senior, there's still 38 carts. That's a massive grid. So you know, the other thing, David, to, to look at, and we haven't really talked about this yet, we'll go to both of these, uh, the, the actual shifter category, the three different shifter categories, Pro, Pro 2, and G1, only losing one driver. And in fact, Pro, the same with four drivers, G1, the same with four drivers, Pro 2 dropping one. And that's before we potentially get a walk-up entry. So the, the shifter guy's actually holding the station right now. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's the same people who, who have committed to the program. And again, that's that's kind of what you want to have with your racers, racers who are committed to to all the events that you're going to run. And and luckily, uh, even though the, sh- the numbers are low, at least the shifter carts have uh, have that uh, that loyalty of drivers coming back. Um, yeah. But again, overall, you look at it with 12 categories total. You're at a 20. You're at 20, uh, 20 entries per category at the opening event last year or last month. And now you're down to say 17, 16. So really you're only looking at average wise, three to four cards less per class. Per class. Yep. You're right. Uh, the, the ignite Margie ignite program obviously has been a really positive addition to the winter series. The, uh, of course, based in, in, uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, they've been expanding. There's a lot of different uh, Margate ignite challenge series going around. We obviously heard the news that Whiteland raceway park was bringing ignite, then the new Cincinnati Pro-Am Karting Championship at the Motorsports Club, Country Club of Cincinnati. They've added the Margate Ignite program as well. More pool of drivers of the Ignite that maybe want to get out of the snow and get down to Florida. And like you said, David, two each in, in, in addition in each category. 13 to start in Ignite Matt, Ignite Senior at round one. 15 for this particular weekend. 16 drivers in Ignite Master and 18 in total. And when we get to the category, we'll talk about it because there's still some there's still some top drivers. We've just got different top drivers <laughs> running in the senior class this time around. All right, well, folks. And I was going to oh. say it. And they, I mean, you're looking at 33 pre-entered and I talked with Greg at Margay and he said, yep. there, there, we have drivers that haven't entered yet. So wow. they, ha- they okay. have the possibility to hit that 40 mark that we kind of, we kind of talked about before. 
Interesting. All right. Well, David just gave us a little more information there. We'll get to uh, the Ignite uh, later on in the show. We'll talk about mo- both Masters and Senior because after this break, we're going to come back. We're going to start breaking down class by class. We'll look at X30 Senior, X30 Junior, X30 Master, and the combined uh, shifter card category using the 175 CCIM. Stay with us, folks. Lots more to come here on the EKN Radio Network. The 2020 Supercarts USA racing season is underway, and this year's Scusa Winter Series opener was a huge success. We had over 240 entries enjoy the Florida sun, and we welcome everyone to come and join us on the February 7-9 weekend for rounds 3 and 4 at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. We were thrilled to have the Margay Ignite Racers with us as well, and we expect even more drivers next month. Registration is now open. For more information, visit SuperCartsUSA.com. And to learn more about the Margay Ignite program, check out IgniteCarding.com. The Winter Series is the perfect tune-up for this year's Scusa Pro Tour, which fires up on the March 13th-14th weekend with the fourth running of the Winter Nationals. We're heading back to the Big Easy and the popular NOLA Motorsports Park. Keep an eye on Scusa's social media accounts to find out when registration opens. But for you West Coast Scoozer racers, you need to get ready. Registration for the first round of the California Pro Kart Challenge at Button Willow on February the 29th and March the 1st opens on February 1. Scoozer 2020 is off and running, and we'll see you at the track. You've heard and read about us. We are the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Our senior program is the best in the sport, and we have the Scusa Pro Tour X30 Senior Championship to prove it. Our coaching staff includes four-time Scusa National Champion Ryan Norbert, three-time Scusa Supernats winner Bonner Moulton, Scusa Pro Tour X30 Junior Champion, 2015 Rotax Grand Finals Vice Champion, and Junior Development Specialist Luke Selkin, and our hands-on owner, multi-time champion, and IKF Duffy winner Mike Rollison. This isn't sideline coaching, we're on track, and we dogfight with you. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. You learn more and more with every single lap. Our seniors win races, like Hannah Greenmeyer at the Scusa Winter Series opener in Florida. And they win because they've been trained, coached, and honed by our RPG staff. Hurricane Hannah is proof positive. If you're a mini driver ready to move up, or a junior driver who's done with running mid-pack, Join the team that will develop your skills and take you to the podium. At the Rawlson Performance Group, we turn juniors into pros. In 2020, we'll be racing at the Scusa Winter Series Pro Tour and California Pro Kart Challenge, the Florida Winter Tour, and the United States Pro Kart Series, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503 260 Four five one four. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Welcome back to the EKN Outlap here on the EKN Radio Network, episode number six of the show, the preview podcast for an upcoming EKN Trackside Live event. This one, the final two rounds, the second weekend of the Supercarts USA Winter Series here in 2020. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Uh, David, let's jump into the X30 senior class as we had already detailed 53 in total to launch the season, or launch the program rather back in January. 38 in total getting ready to go here. Patrick Woods-Toth from Prime Power Team and Hannah Greenmeyer from uh, Rawls Performance Groups. Two big wins for both of those drivers to kick things off in January. That's the best way to start the season off. Get out there, get a victory. Uh, most notably, a notable victory uh, when you're at the Scusa Winter Series against uh, current and former uh, champions in the field. So a great start to them. But, you know, wins don't always in- in count towards championships. And and that's the one thing going into this weekend that we'll be watching is, is who's going to be coming out uh, the champion in the series. And it's a very familiar name that we uh, that we see leading this the standings going into the weekend. Yeah, when, when we talk about Ryan Norberg, who is the, the, the point leader right now, you're defending champion of both the Winter Series and the Pro Tour. Of course, Ryan with Rawlison Performance Group on the Cosmic. He played into both of the races on Saturday and Sunday in January. He was he and Patrick Woods Toth pulled away to make it a two-driver battle on Saturday, and Ryan went on full defense mode, <laughs> trying to hold off Patrick. 
Patrick was able to get by, final outside, final corner, two wide coming through over the rumbles. It was awesome to get the win. A little different on Sunday because it was it was kind of one of those Norberg recovery runs, David. Uh, Greenmeyer, Hannah was able to get herself out front and eventually grabbed a hold of it and scored a dominant win. But it was Ryan, after a pushback bumper penalty, I believe, had to fight his way back forward and was able to get back to second as well. So he's the point leader by 27 markers over Thomas Naveau, who's in second for PSL karting uh, on the Burrell. No, uh, no. But pretty- Patrick Woods-Toth is in second. Uh, well, Tom- I'm looking at the standings. I'm looking at the standings you gave me. It says Thomas Naveau, PSL. No, should say PWT minus 27. Oh, I see that. I see there that. Oh, I see that. See, you, trying, to, you, trying to save ink for you. You're dropping in the little uh, the short forms. Should we start calling them, P- <laughs> should we start calling them PWT? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could. <laughs> It's, it's almost like a Michael Jackson thing, PWT. You, know, you like that? I, you know, <laughs> some people are fans of Michael, you know. So let's do it. So let's go Ryan Norbert, P1. Yes, I missed it here. 27 points back, then 28 points back. So so the prime power team, Burrell Art Driver in second, Patrick Woods-Toth, PWT, uh, <laughs> and Thomas 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 Devoe, uh, 28 back. And then fourth, Louis Westover, who did such a great job on the weekend, a podium for Solo Kart USA 63 back. What do you think about Norberg going in with a 27 point lead? Um, you know, it's, it's not, right? it's comfortable, but it's not comfortable because again, you have, <laughs> you know, you have a pushback bumper penalty that some, sometimes yeah. you can control that. Sometimes you can't, um, you know, the only way to control it is to go out and lead all the time and not have anybody in front of you that, uh, that might have the possibility to kind of, um, make you run into them. <laughs> um, well, and you know, David, the, the key thing, David, is it's all the Scusa has so many points up for grabs and qualifying and that's and, yeah. and the, right. And the pre-final, you know, qualifying on polls, 10 points. And that's, that's why, that's, that's why 27 is not comfortable, but it's comfortable in a way because yeah. we are talking Ryan Norberg who has yeah. the ability to go out and do said, said thing, go out and set fast time and qualifying, go out and win the pre-final, go out and win the final. Because if he's able to okay. do that, round three right away that puts all the pressure on everybody else to where he can drive his race on Sunday to be able to go out and score the championship. But again, I mean, even 63 points back to fourth place with Louis Westover. I mean, he has the ability now that he's comfortable with the facility to come out and challenge, maybe challenge Norberg and be one of those, uh, be, be a possible winner uh, on the weekend because that's the one thing about the X30 senior category is we, you know, two different winners in the opening weekend, it could have possibly four different winners uh, when we're all said and done. Well, that's that's and that's the thing right there because you look at David. We, we mentioned four drivers in the top the top four, right? Norberg, Woodstock, Naveau, and Westover, right? And only one of them is one. So we've got two winners already in Patrick Woodstock and Hannah Greenmeyer. Three of the drivers in the top four have not yet scored victories, and then you now throw in two things. You throw in a couple of drivers coming in. That to, to play, which I think will be interesting. We'll bring their names up in a couple of seconds. And then you also talk about the fact that if we do get rain, who steps up, right? So Zachary Clayman de Mello, Super Nationals winner. It, it will be back again, right, for REM. He, for, for Race Against Motorsports, he got the penalty. He got, he actually got excluded from race number two for, I, I think, do, doing the, doing like a little break check on the, on the last lap. And that was something that Joe Janowski was watching for. Clayman the Mello is going to try to come back and get get a fight here for sure. Other drivers, I think you got to watch out. What about Brandon Lemke? Because Brandon's unbelievably good in the wet. If we get some rain, Lemke could come to the forefront as well in the Merlin. Yeah, Lemke's one that's good in the rain. Uh, Jacob yep. Gulick is is another driver that's Agreed. good in the rain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the, the rain's going to throw things out. You know how well are are some of these rookies going to be able to do it? Because we don't know what kind of racer Patrick Woods Toth is in the rain. Um, yeah. we, we don't see him all the time. We saw him last year at the winter series. Didn't really see him too much at all. I believe at the, uh, at the, the, the pro tour. So it, uh, yeah, it, who's going to step up and, and be able to battle both, not only the t- the competition, but the changing weather conditions that might come at him. Well, and I hate, I hate to profile Louis Westover, but he's from England. And yeah, <laughs> they get a little bit of rain there. They race. It's in the okay rain. to profile. It's okay to profile somebody a rain racer. You okay with that? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. We'll see who steps up because again, lot, I just go, I, as I, as I did my notes and going down through, I just, you know, highlighted a bunch of guys, Alex Bertignoli, Zachary Clayman, Namello, Arias Duke, Medjian, Hannah Greenmeyer, Jacob Gulick, Luke Lang, Brandon Lemke, 
Ryan McDermott's coming back this weekend to run as well. Luca Mars, uh, Robert McGinnis, the Indy Lights race winner from last year. He'll be back in Indy Lights this year. Sebastian Montoya just uh, confirmed that he'll be in F4 this year. Uh, Bryson Morris will look really good as well. Naveau, Norberg, Brandon Tyner, rookie driver last year, or this year was a top driver in junior last year. Santiago Tresini. Dude, just feel the stat for sure. This is going to be some great racing when we get down there. No other thoughts? No, I, I mean, again, it's, we can't we can't really profile it any better than what we did. I mean, it's yeah. going to be what weather conditions we're going to get. I mean, that's what it, that's what I think is going to boil down. To. I agree. I don't disagree. Like the weather's going to play a, a big factor for sure. Okay, let's jump into the X thirty junior class. Thirty one pre entries coming in, and uh, you know, really, you know, David, it it's your last note in, in here. It's can anybody stop Kimmy? Uh, Andre Kimmy Antonelli running with Kart Sport North America on the Kart Republic doubled up. Uh, in January, essentially swept the weekend because he won all four races. Uh, also coming off an 18th finish in his OK Senior debut in the WSK Supermasters category at Adrian Karting Raceway. A good run for him there, jumping up only 14 years of age to run in the senior OK class. Uh, I don't know, David. I don't, he just he looked so comfortable. And as we've talked about in many, many podcasts, he was able he was able to get out front pretty early. When he did, he pulled away to the you know two, three, four seconds and then held that. And he just, it's, there's just that level of confidence and that maturity and poise. He's going to come out of the gate strong as well. You know that his cart's going to be good there. So it's, I think the question, can anybody stop Kimmy is a, is a very valid one. Yeah, but I think it might not, it might not be who, but weather, get it? Weather can stop Kimmy. Because <laughs> it's going to rain. Now, well, mind you, you. I, he's a little I like kid. I like, he's a little kid. I like he is. He is. I, like, so, I like you tried for the pun, though. That was good. So how is he going to handle the wet weather conditions yeah, again? Yeah, he's tiny. It's, now, it's not the full size, or it's not the okay category that he did last weekend in the rain. Uh, but it is, you know, it is still X30 Junior. And and again, when, when, you, when we watch rain racing for the junior categories, we always typically see the, the taller drivers kind of stand out a little bit better. Because they have the, you gotta have the weight weight transfer, they, have, they yeah. have that ability to move their weight around. Where the the little guys, they they're they're stuck where they are. There's no movement whatsoever. They don't have the legs. They don't have that input to be able to to kind of get that weight shifting moving around. Now, not that's not to take away from his abilities because he might have the abilities to do exactly that without moving a single inch in the seat. So um, again. It's going to be, I think, depending on the weather. If it's dry, I think he's going to come out and, and be dominant again. But if it's wet, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if anybody has the ability to step up because we we have some pretty good rain racers here in, in the United States. Yeah, that's really really good points. Antonelli comes in as the point leader, seventy markers back. As I said, a very convincing weekend in January for Antonelli. Alessandro de Tullio, uh, P two, Sasha McGay from PSL Karting back by 151 points. Paul Bocuse for Speed Concepts Racing, 153 back. And for Mike Doty Racing, Jeremy Fletcher, 155 back. So he's in a really good position. And all he needs is one weekend, one one race, right, David? That's the thing about a four-race deal with one drop. Uh, Antonelli needs one good day. If he comes out of the box on Saturday and sweeps, it's over anyways, championship-wise. Um, but again, I look down at the names, guys that I expect to kind of p- – step up. Paul Bocuse was really good in January. Uh, John Burke was on his fight. Uh, always, always Brent Cruz. Uh, impressive. Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, Jace Park will be there this weekend as well. Uh, Josh Pearson, of course, national number three. Uh, he's out of Oregon. Again, a lot of time in the rain. That's what that's what uh, Mike Rawlson at Rawlson Performance Group does. When they're back home and they're testing, if it's raining, they're on track, right? Because you got to practice, you got to test. Uh, Mateo Rubio Luengo, uh, those are names, you know, Tyler Wettengel, guys that can probably step up and, and challenge. But again, Antonelli was just so good at that, that opening weekend. Yeah, I give uh, Burke, I give Cruz, and I give um, Pearson probably the advantage in the wet. And so we'll see uh, who else can step up uh, if we, in fact, do get that uh, precipitation. I, I, I never try, I try not to use that word because it's, although it's a fantastic word, you can step on yourself pretty easily on that one. Precipitation. Yeah. Rain works easier. Do you want, well, I didn't know if you wanted me to say the R word anymore. So. I, I listen to. I, I don't. I like the rain. I love when, it, when, it, when we raced in the rain at the CKNA uh, Grand Nationals. That was fun. I sucked, but it was fun. You did suck. I spun a couple times. I just didn't have a front grip. I'll work on that. Um, that's that. See, the short legs doesn't help you there. This is it, dude. All right. I don't know what. I don't know. Uh, X thirty. 30- <laughs> 
<laughs> X30 Masters, seven drivers coming in. And very similar to X30 Junior. It was a dominant driver for sure. Renato Jadre David, former Super Nationals winner, reigning Winter Series champion from, from uh, 2019. Absolutely swept the weekend. He's got the point lead by 130 markers over Crosslink Competition's Miguel Mir. One of the big stories, of course, was uh, solo kart on the whole. We talked about the, the, the solo kart program with Adam Pettit and Sal Sparacillo. Pettit actually had a pretty good run. Fifth, I think, one day and third, I think, second or third on the podium uh, in the one day as well. He's 170 markers back. Uh, Renato Jadre David, I think, is just the guy to beat in that category. He's just going to be real good. Uh, coming uh, Seven drivers, as I said. One, I think well, at least one, maybe two. But one new guy coming in will be uh, will be Brett Harrelson. He's coming to, to come with Nash Motorsports to run this weekend. Yeah, I think it's time for uh, Mir to kind of step up there and try and try and challenge uh, Renato. I know it's it's a tough task to ask, but uh, I think he, in order for him to to look ahead towards the Scusa Pro Tour uh, and and to be able to be one of those drivers that is going to be in the fight throughout the season, uh, this is a good weekend to to kind of step up and and try and keep up pace with him. Uh, but as you said, the solo guys are going to be there fighting for the podium. Don't be surprised to see Harrelson kind of mixing it in with those guys as well, too. Oh, I, Brett's fast. He's uncon- he's he's uh, uncontrollable, but he's fast for sure. For sure, Brett can Brett can lay it down. No doubt about that. Uh, and again, we'll see Salvatore Sparacio there as well. Ivan Lozano, uh, Jalihana, all part of the seven drivers getting set to go uh, this uh, weekend in X Thirty Master. All right, David, let's cap up this particular segment here by jumping into the uh, the Pro Pro Two and G One categories. Four drivers in Pro. Uh, two, uh, three rather in Pro Two, four in G One. Kyle Wick uh, on the Tony Kart for Rolls and Performance Groups kind of stepped things up and was able to win both races in January. He is scheduled to race, and we're being told that Billy Musgrave will be there as well. He is definitely on the entry list, so it kind of it kind of makes things interesting. Devin Smith Harden there as well, and Jordan Johnson out of Illinois on the DR Kart. Yeah, the story going in is if if Wick can keep up the pace. Uh, that he began with in January, winning both races there. So if Wick can come out and score, go four for four on the uh, winter series, it's a great start, great momentum going into the Scusa Pro Tour as a defending champion where he didn't win at all last year. So definitely going to be a good uh, momentum swing for him. Uh, but really, I think kind of the key factor is is what chassis is Musgrave going to be racing on in Florida. Right now, it's <laughs> it's listed as not available. So there is no chassis listed for Musgrave. We know we've seen some uh, some interesting things unfolding on social media and, and a lot of texting uh, going on behind the scenes. So um, uh, just some interesting times as we move as we're moving into uh, the 2020 season uh, for Pro Shifter. Very delicate, David. Well done. Yeah, I thought I, I, I thought I yeah. kind of <laughs> massaged myself around that very well. Let's talk a little bit about Kyle Wick as well. National number one coming in. He wins. He sweeps the opening weekend. Before Just to wrap it up, here's a guy coming off this past weekend. Wasn't in a shift. Well, he was in a shifter <laughs> to a certain extent. Uh, running at the BK12. He ran at the indoor karting event in Salem, Oregon. Big race. Uh, Buda Kinzer, I believe, is the, it's a memorial race for him. It was the 12th edition of the BK12. He had a rough, rough weekend blowing a motor and breaking a, a jack shaft. But gets into the main event through the B main, just qualifies through, starts last in the A main, and ends up scoring a win. The whole Wicked Fabrication team, essentially the whole family running the team there, his brother running as well. But yeah, Kyle winning the uh, the BK12 Unlimited All-Stars Dirt Race as well at the indoor track in Salem. This guy this guy can wheel it, which I think is cool. Dirt, asphalt, doesn't even matter. He can get, the, he can get it done. I, I want to see him come race the dirt race at Daytona then. I mean, they're not, Daytona. He's not doing anything. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Pro 2 category uh, in January. Uh, Chente Salas on the MRC crack promotion machine ended up with uh, the win on one day. Alam Isambard on the Rosa Corsa, which we haven't seen for many, many years. They split wins. Not quite sure. if I don't think Isambard's on the entry list as of yet. Baylor Griffin, Dylan Johnson, and Chente Salas, the three drivers we have in Pro 2. Uh, Isambard's a local guy, so maybe we'll see him come back out and play. Uh, and then in the G1 category, Justin Peck for Rollison and Performance Group swept the weekend. Uh, we have four drivers in total uh, in in that uh, class. Is Brett Harrelson doing double duty? The driver to Marina Del Rey, California. He'll be back on board his shifter cart for Nash Motorsports, the FA, uh, against Peck, Ken Schilling, and Anthony Stifler on the uh, the DR cart for Harden Motorsports Group. 
So we got some shifters at least. That's good. Yeah, almost 12 like we did last month. Um, again, it's it's just very tough because, again, in Florida, there is no local program that, that promotes the SSC program. So yeah. it's it, it's all racers that are coming from from out of state uh, to, to come race the series. And, and again, you, we got to stop doing the top down mentality. And unfortunately that's what kind of what we've been are doing with the SSE engine. And, uh, and so it is where it is. Um, and we'll see where it goes from now. Agreed. Agreed. We'll uh, see what happens when we get to the uh, winter nationals uh, in March. Okay, folks, one more break in the action. We get back. We'll go through KA 100 senior and junior. We'll talk about Margie Ignite, and we'll wrap things up with Mini and Micro Swift. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. As a world leader in personal racing safety products with a sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo helmets. In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. Fast, fair, and fun. The Margay Ignite Spec Karting Program offers you all of that at an affordable price. The all-new IgniteKarting.com page provides you with the information you need to fuel your passion for kart racing. Ignite Karting is a spec package that includes the Margay Racing Chassis with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine package and the Hoosier R80 tire. An Ignite K2 is designed for ages 8 to 12, while the Ignite K3 is available for junior, senior, and master's drivers. The 2020 season has a handful of major events for Ignite Karting. The historic Quincy Grand Prix is set for June 13th and 14th, racing through the city's famed South Park. The USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 14th, 15th, 16th is held inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where you have a chance to take a lap around the famed 2.5-mile oval and the special Yard of Bricks. All information on events throughout the country and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteKarting.com. Head there now to register for the upcoming Scusa Winter Series event on February 7th, 8th, and 9th at AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida. Arrive and drive packages are still available. So get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting. Fuel your passion. Welcome back to episode number six of the EKN Outlap. Myself and David Cole uh, having a preview of the upcoming final two rounds, the Supercarts USA Winter Series at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires this coming weekend, Jan- uh, February the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Essentially like a one race a month for Scusa. Winter Series January, Winter Series February, second weekend in March, starting up the, what is it now, 11th running of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour with the Winter Nationals. Uh, David, let's have a look at the KA100 Senior category. I think really one of the, what, in addition to the Margay Ignite program, one of the nice, of the highlights, the positive highlights of 2020, and that's this big growth of the senior class in KA100 Senior. They only had the one or two or three, I think we had three drivers at one point, otherwise two drivers last year. 15 in total again this particular weekend. Uh, it's just a highlight to be able to have more guys. And this is something we'll probably see more of next year as well. And and it provides great racing, and that's key. Mm. You wanna you wanna see you don't want to see boring racing, you want to see exciting racing. The KA one hundred packages provided that. That's why it's it's bolted from just club and regional racing all the way up to national level racing. And as part of the Scusa Winter Series and Scusa Pro Tour, um, so it's it's fun and exciting, and and that also brings in numbers. And as you said, going from the two or three entries we had per event last year to fifteen now for the four rounds that we're going to have 
if not more that walk up uh, on the weekend. So uh, it's, it's good to see that. And again, provides that, that opportunity for drivers. Again, if you're moving up from junior to senior, the K 100 package is, 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 could be that, that viable op- option uh, rather than trying to go up against the Ryan Norbergs and the yep. Brandon jars of cracks of the X 30 category. I, I think you're, you're bang on. And we've talked about the fact that uh, you mentioned the, the bottom, the, the not top down, but bottom up, right? The great thing about the K100 is there's clubs all over the place that have the KA now and regional programs have the KA. That's what feeds these bigger c- categories. But you're right. Somebody can come out of the mini class and or the junior class. Hey, you know, I'm going to run KA uh, for a year first. And I think that's fantastic. Let's have a look at the race last January. Uh, IndyCar driver Sant- uh, Santino Ferrucci came out to play and he was great. Tried to go f- triple duty. He was going to run Margay Ignite Senior, K100 Senior, and X30 Senior. Found himself middle of the pack for X30 Senior and thought that maybe that wasn't the best place for a guy that was getting ready to re-sign uh, with Dale Coyne Racing and jump into the number nineteen or number 18 machine, the Sealmaster machine for this year. Uh, but he ran the entire weekend in KA and Ignite and was able to get the initial win. Very strong, came out of the gate. Will not race this weekend, of course. Time to focus on the uh, NTT IndyCar Series for 2020. Nate Cicero coming down from Oakland Valley Raceway Park, uh, running with Rollison Performance Group, was able to get the other victory. So David, with Ferrucci now out of it, Cicero, who was 65 points back, will now take the point lead. Uh, and Austin Osborne for Iron Rock Motorsports, national number one, was 80 points behind Ferrucci. He's only 15 points behind Cicero now coming into the final. Yeah, if races. you take Ferrucci out of the ch- championship standings going into the weekend, as you said, move Osborne up into second, 15 points back as Cicero. Colton yep. Ramsey now into third, and Julia Boo's fourth. Those two are the two of the three returning drivers from last year. The top four now are only separated by 30 points going into the weekend. Yeah. I love it. I think that's going to be great. And they all look good, and they're all going to be strong. I think other other names we can throw out there as well. Garrett Adams, we expect him to be good. Um, Connor Ferris, potentially. Nathan Martin. Uh, Matthew Mockaby. You know, these are guys that we could, I think we could see probably running up front. Um, I was hoping to see a couple extra guys come down and play. But still, 15 drivers and Julia Boos, who was unbelievably good in January. David looking to try to see if she can't fight herself back at the end of the championship fight, like you said. Out by twenty points, but hey, twenty points is nothing. She qualifies on pole the first right for the for for round number three, and she's only ten points back. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's how that's how quick it is. Yeah, Maka- Matthew Mockaby is a new name. Matthew Dunkovich. Those are those are guys who raced both K one hundred and X thirty senior. Yep. So those will be guys that could could have a a say in who comes out to champion on Sunday. Uh, let's move now into the KA100 Junior Class, David, because a uh, pretty good field, 18 drivers in total. Uh, and again, another sweep for this class for Andrea Kimi Antonelli. He was the dominant driver. He's 115 points ahead of Brent Cruz coming in. Uh, and Christian Miles back by another 35 points as they kind of, they're all Cartsport North America drivers on Cart Republic's impressive they swept one of the podiums and they end up one two three uh again you gotta expect that to look pretty much the same when we when we get there this weekend yeah again it depends on on weather how I mean, we talked about Cruz. he's a good rain racer uh so he'll be able to step in and miles is another good rain racer but again he's moved up from the cadet to junior so this will this could be potentially his first junior weekend in the rain but mind you, he's race. He's done a lot of testing in snow and rain back in home and full size carts. So it might not that be it might not be that big of a jump for him uh, this weekend. Uh, so yeah, I ex- you know I expect uh, possibly another sweep for cart uh, sport uh, in this category on the weekend. What I do, what I do like, David, it'll be another weekend uh, for some of the drivers that have moved from from mini to junior. You know, when we did the outlap for the opening round, one of the things you touched on was, hey, here's a bunch of mini guys that I've followed for the last number of years, whether it's a Scusa series or, or you being trackside at the USPKS or the WK Manufacturers Cup. And guys like Anderson Leonard, Cameron Weinberg, some of these young guys that were kind of moving up the ranks. It's another weekend for them, right? They, they've got that first weekend in the books. They may have raced a couple more races since. I just think it'll be a really... It'll be really interesting to see how much more comfortable they are this particular weekend than they were in January. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right. Right, because it's, it's tough. It's when you jump when you jump into a field, uh, and you're and you're going against guys like Brent Cruz and like Antonelli, and you're just kind of looking around like, man, these this is pretty tough. I thought Christian Miles did an amazing job coming out of the gate, like he didn't miss a beat from his from his uh, from his mini days, right? 
And again, it's this weekend is all about improving for for a lot of these drivers. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not so much a points weekend. It's 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 about yeah. uh, making strides. Again, it could be the first weekend they've done this this uh, particular uh, layout backwards. So it's it's all about uh, again progressing forward and not degressing. Let's jump into the combined Ignite, Margie Ignite Senior and Masters class. Uh, over 30 drivers coming in, 33 in total, as David had said, potentially up to, up to 40 if uh, Greg Ningus has, has given us any information. There could be more guys that have not yet entered. So uh, just a great field. And it's it's always, for me, as a guy who likes all different parts of the sport, I love going back and forth because you got the two-cycle guys out there screaming around. And then I hear the rumble on pit lane when everybody pulls the, the recoils and fires things up on the four-cycle Briggs. I love the sound of it. So... It, the winners, David, were so interesting because, you know, you and I kind of messed it up a little bit uh, in the – actually, I think it was me that messed it up in the uh, in the pod, in the Outlap podcast for the first round because I talked about Jed and James Perkins. They are brothers, Jed and James. James is uh, – I believe James is older than Jed, I think. Well, it ended up being James and his son, Jed, who is named after <laughs> named after his brother. Uh, I'm sure there's named after somebody else, probably a father or a grandfather, whatever it may be. But here's James, uh, somewhere in his fifties, and and dude, he he was right there fighting with the young guys and end up getting a win. Gabby Chavez gets a win, of course, former IndyCar driver, multi-time Indy 500 starter, and, and running in, in the IMSA program this year. They split the victories, and I it ended up being a six or seven group uh, pack group at the front. And man, I, I was just impressed with Perkins with what he was able to do. No worries about Masters for for James; he's going to run senior. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you were the one that messed that up because again, I didn't know who did. they were, and, and you you tried to show off your your knowledge in the sport, and it failed on you. It's okay. I wasn't showing from. off. I was trying to give them props. I, I was trying I to give know, James I some know. props. I'm just, give, I'm just giving you a hard time. Some props, but uh, yeah, and, but again, Perkins didn't actually take the checkered flag. It was Ferrucci because I believe he he received a blocking penalty or. Yeah, he did. So, uh, yep. so that that kind of gave him the win. But still, a win's a win. You take the trophy and you go home and. And That's in it. his case, probably kisses the wife and has a good time. So uh, nice for him. But um, yeah, that's that's the kind of the fun part about the Hill Ignite program. And we just had, you know, a column uh, today on the on the website from a guy who who's been out of the sport for 30 years and decided, hey, I'm going to get back into it and sit at 61. Uh, you know, what's to say that, you know, a guy like him is not able to come back and, and be able to fight with some of the kids uh, in the shifter ranks, but you know, that's a different story. We're talking Briggs Briggs. It's a little bit easier than, than going out and trying to race with, uh, with a Danny Formal or, or, or a Billy yeah, Musgrave. Right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the great thing about Ignite program. It, you know, the cart doesn't care about age. It's, it's, it has that, uh, that slower speed. So where, uh, you know, reflexes aren't as key, but still, still need to be on your game. You still need to be hitting the points every lap at the same spot every time. And, and so that's kind of what rewards uh, being quick. And, and and so as long as you're hitting your marks every lap and, and being consistently fast, that's what's good. And and some drivers are able to do that. Some drivers like me and you, we just can't. Well, you got to have those quiet hands, right? It's all about momentum. It's all about being precise. So this particular weekend, we're not going to have Ferrucci and we're not going to have Chavez. The two pro drivers, two of those pro drivers won't be with us. We do have IMSA driver James French. Uh, coming to run, as well as uh, the young lady out of Canada, Charlotte Lalonde, a former uh, Battle at the Brickyard winner. Uh, so she, and she's a Mar- she runs Margay all the time. So I think that uh, Charlotte's going to be really, really strong. James will be good as well. We throw them in on the, on the fun. If we look at the championship, it gets blown wide open again because Ferrucci was P1, Chavez was P2, leaving Florida in January. That's going to move Perkins to the lead. Zach Skolnick is going to be back by just four points. You go 14 points back to Alexander Searle, what, 50, 16 points back to Evan Stommer, and then, what is it, (laughs) my my, my math isn't working for me here, what's, uh, 18 back, 17, 17 17 back to Jed Perkins, 17 back to Jed Perkins, Um, and then you throw French and Lalonde in, but those are the drivers that were there last race, Chavez uh, and Ferrucci were great, but Perkins, Skolnick, Searle, Stommer, all in the fights. Uh, who am I missing? Was actually in there as well. I feel like I'm missing one of the drivers who was in the fight there too up front. Top of my head, I can't. I can't tell you. Here's one that's coming back or coming to play, which I think is cool. If you've seen any of the videos that Margay is putting out, Bobby Krug is the guy that's doing those videos. Well, he's actually racing this weekend, 
So we might not get as much. We'll still get the shots from Mark Schwiegen, but we may not get as much video because Bobby's going to be putting the helmet on this race, which is good. I love it. Yeah, that'll that'll limit the uh, the amount of footage they'll get because instead of having three people on the cameras, they'll only have two with with Mark and Greg. But um, yeah, it's it it's almost it's kind of like we almost need a like a team points program because you you're throwing in French and probably Chavez's ride and throwing Charlotte and Ferrucci's ride and and so maybe you could so they're essentially going to be replacing those two spots. So you're still going to have you know one two three four five six seven guys up at the lead in the lead group uh racing it out for the victory so it, it'll, it'll still be a fun race if you're watching social media make sure you follow Margay racing and and because they've been they've been doing some some cool live video stuff did you see cole did you see sean kennedy gunning for my job and really really not gunning for my job because he's going tv he's he's skipping over indycar he's, radio he's going more michael waltrip style i think you know <laughs> if he if he uh, ran Robin a Miller. little maybe if he ran a little bit it'd be more it would be more of a of a michael waltrip type type we got to give him a we got to give him a stupid hat with a uh a, a gopro on it let well, him run around with that well there too. you go right. No, it's, he did a great job. Margate, Margate does a fantastic job. A lot of great interviews. They were able to talk to a lot of guys while they're on the grid. So make sure if you're a race fan, you're kind of following us a little bit, of course, on the ECAN radio network. Make sure you have a look at, at Margate's uh, Facebook page as well. I think they were doing it on Facebook. Um, it was pretty cool for sure. Um, but again, this, uh, this battle in this class, you know, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be five, six, seven carts in the lead group and they'll work together. Then they'll start battling and then we'll see what ends up happening when it's all said and done. Now, we didn't see that, David, in the Ignite Masters class. 18 pre-entry in total. Coming in, you know, I'm throwing out names like Nick Totenhop, Pistol Pete Vetter. You know, these guys are going to be super fast. But the local guys got the job done, for sure. Dan Breitenstein and Franco Sapulo were the two drivers who were super good. Dan just absolutely smoked everybody um, in the opening weekend. He was the guy to beat, for sure. Uh, he had a really – he had a about – a, I want to say about a half a second or more lead on Franco Sapulo in uh on sunday and was able to work some lap traffic because they kind of worked the carts together and he was able to get through some lap traffic i think they got through a couple of the other slower senior carts and i thought for sure that breitenstein had it because he was able to gap enough near the end but sapulo kept coming and i talked to dan later actually we messaged on on facebook messenger and he said that he just he he got too safe he was running safer kind of getting off a little bit and Franco was able to actually get him on the final lap in turn number nine, coming out of the inner loop part of the racetrack. There was contact, but but Dan's like, we were running for the race win. Yeah, there was contact, but it was no big deal. So Sapulo actually ended up getting the victory, which is pretty impressive for him. Uh, but Breitenstein was just super fast, man. He's going to be he's going to be hard to beat this weekend as well. That guy's good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so you just never know until the checker flag wins. But uh, right. Tim. Don't stop. But uh, looking at the points, you got Bradenstein, as you said, leading the championship 100 points ahead of Tim Hannon, who still had a pretty good weekend as well. He scored, uh, I believe, the runner-up finish on oh, there it goes. Yeah, runner-up finish on Saturday, and then ran third on Sunday. So, so he's there in the points hunt. Uh, if if Dan messes up, uh, he'll be there to attack. Uh, Vetter's there in fourth behind. Uh, um, um, sorry, uh, Saputo. Saputo. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to find my place again. Uh, so uh, 150 points between the four top four drivers. So anything can happen because the, the Masters field has actually grown going into this weekend. Uh, Brandon Moore ran senior last month, moving back over to Master, and he was right outside that lead group. So he'll have the pace to be able to run uh, with these fast Master drivers as we've seen him do all through last year. Uh, so we'll see if any of the other new drivers, uh, Phil Pignatero, uh, a, new, a new driver yeah. and Chris Rock now is going to race instead of wrenching for Ferrucci. Uh, so so he's 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 going to be a quick driver and master. <laughs> uh, Rod Scharf is another one yep. that can still have still has that speed. And then you never know what Vetter's going to do. So uh, a lot of a lot of fast names that are going to be in this master field. You, you brought up all the guys that I had highlighted because there's, there's a bunch of new names like Pignatero and Rock that I think will be really impressive for sure. And I, to see Brandon Moore in there as well, the uh, the Gateway Carplex Masters champion coming in too. So this is, uh, yeah, let's let's we threw some more players into the Masters game. Breitenstein was the man to beat, but there's some guys with some speed. This should be pretty fun to watch. 
Two more categories before we wrap up this edition of the EKN Outlap as uh, David and I preview the upcoming Supercarts USA Winter Series finale, the doubleheader in Homestead this coming weekend, February 7th, 8th, and 9th. David, 24 entries in the Mini Swift class. Max Garcia, the local driver for Kartsport North America on the Kart Republic, uh, getting the opening race win. Sebastian Weldon getting a win as well. Uh, Great job for Sebastian, both he and his brother stepping up for victories in January. Let's have a look at the standings, though, because Max Garcia, who was a Micro Swift champion, I believe, at the Winter Series, and then ended up going to win the Micro Swift uh, Pro Tour Championship, uh, he leads it here in Mini Swift to start off the 2020 season. Yeah, he's gonna. He has a 20 point advantage ahead of. Uh, sorry, trying to find him spot again. Austin Jers, Austin Jers, uh, on the Franklin Cart Merlin yeah. machine. Uh, Weldon sitting there in third, 35 points back with uh, Helio Meza in uh, 124 points back. So really, the top three kind of have a good position going into the weekend. Uh, but again, anything can happen in the mini swift category, as we as we know. Uh, and again, weather could be could be play play a big factor in uh, who we see up front on the weekend. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, about Austin Juris because again, we again about these cat like the mini and the micro classes. The way these drivers are kind of every time they're coming to a, a racetrack, they're learning more and more. And talking to Austin's dad, uh, Todd, and Austin after the race. I, th- I think it was, was it Saturday? I'm not sure if it was Saturday or Sunday. He just talked about how much of a learning curve this particular event was to come to this big race, you know, come to these races down here, and that they know that it's all going to sink into his head and he's going to come back and, and have a little more comfort, a little more confidence. So only 25 points first and second, 35. So top three drivers with Weldon in third within 35 points. And as we said, David, it can all change when we're talking about qualifying on the pole and winning a pre-final. You do that and you're, what, a 10 points, 50 points like you, man, you, you can be in really good shape if you come out of the gate strong. Uh, speaking of Weldon's uh, 15 pre-entries in the micro swift class to cap off this uh, class by class preview, Oliver Weldon scoring a win. Uh, Kai Johnson getting a victory as well. They split the wins in January. Johnson's going to have the, the, uh, the point lead, but it's a very tight deal up top. David uh, Oliver Weldon back by just 15 points with two rounds still to go. Yeah, but don't count out Jack Eiliff, who sitting in third, 127 points back, the yep. 2019 Scusa Pro Tour champion, and James Moss, also from Texas. So the two Iron Rock Motorsports drivers sitting there third and fourth. So could be maybe February is their month to uh, step up and maybe each score a victory, which could completely change the uh, the complexion of the points championship. You know, on the thing, David, because there is one drop and there's still two races to go, we, you know, we say that, that Jack Eiloff is 127 points out and James Moss is 167 points out. But that will tighten up. If they have a really good Saturday, then that bad race they had that dropped them so far back, that becomes a drop, right? Then this, everything totally changes. The, the key to any of these kids is getting out of the gate and having a really good Saturday. Maybe you don't roll the dice. Maybe you don't make a low percentage uh, move on the Saturday trying to get that one good result to get you back in the fight because then you can go you can go to town on Sunday. You don't want to throw away Saturday because if you do and you already have a bad result, then you're, really, you're not going to be able to come back on the Sunday. And that's what the Winter Series is about, learning that, yeah. that, uh, that mentality of, of racing because, again, uh, the pro tour is really three, three events, six rounds. So you're already doing two thirds of that with the winter series here. So you're kind of getting an idea of what you need to do in order to be, uh, in a championship hunt moving towards the, uh, the pro tour program. Well, David, thanks you for taking some time out of the, uh, the work day at the office. I'll let you get back to it here, folks. We are wrapped up here from the EKN Outlap. Again, final round of the 2020 Supercarts USA Winter Series. We've gone through class by class for you. Gave you a little update on some of the weather that we could be looking at, plus uh, the numbers that we have. We talked about the guys that lead the points, new drivers coming to play for this second weekend. Make sure you can listen to us live, ecardinews.com slash live all weekend long. We'll do the final practice on on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, though, qualifying, pre-finals, finals, all the way through, and, of course, all live. Then we'll, of course, do the rewind a little later on. You'll be able to listen to it on the EKN Radio Network in the weeks that follow. Always follow us on our social media platforms. We put a lot of content on Facebook and Twitter, including the immediate top tens after every session. So if you're out grocery shopping or something or wherever you are, and you just flick on your social media, you, you'll be able to see who finished where uh, from Homestead. We use our Instagram a lot, both the main page and the Instagram story. You'll see lots of content there, kind of get a good feel for what's going on trackside. And you can always, if you're searching on social media, here's the hashtags that we use. Hashtag EKN at Scusa. 
hashtag Scusa 2020 and hashtag Scusa Winter Series. And you'll always see if we can get fitted in there, hashtag Team Cooper Tire because they are the presenting sponsor of the 2020 EKN Trackside Live Tour. David Cole, any final, uh, any, anything to add? Really, kind of a precursor what we're going to see in a month's time, right? Everybody's got a chance to kind of shake out the cobwebs. Big weekend here right now because you want to do well in the second round of the Winter Series to set up for the Pro Tour launch, the opening round, the Winter Nationals at NOLA Motorsports Park in mid-March. Momentum, momentum, momentum. That's call. what uh, is is that's what this is going to be about. Uh, taking you taking competitors from from Florida to NOLA, uh, which is another really fast circuit. Uh, more corners, but still fast, fast, fast. Nothing really tight, and uh, n- it's not narrow at, at all whatsoever. So track, you know, again, people are finding the track limits at at NOLA as well. <laughs> so, uh, it's uh yeah it's all about the momentum uh leaving leaving florida and heading it uh west towards nola yeah fantastic point it's a word that we use a lot when we're talking about uh, anybody in karting and, and the younger drivers moving up momentum and confidence if you can get that if you can score a victory that you, maybe you haven't scored yet and get one of those in homestead uh you're gonna take that confidence and momentum to start the 2020 scusa pro tour again folks thanks for david cole for taking some time out to Record this edition of the Outlap. Looking forward to getting down to Florida. Probably not the sun and warmth that we had the first weekend. We may get a little bit of precipitation, as David had talked about. We're not using the R word. Hopefully it won't come, but, you know, when you look at the forecast, it's a good chance that we're going to be seeing who is good in the wet and who is not. Thank you for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now, and we'll see you in Homestead. <laughs>